1: That's BlueNile.com. Yes, you can hear the sad song there playing in the background. I'm going to start this one on a in a bit of a sad mood, Tommy. Um, geez, these injuries have hit us hard again this week, and some bad news on the eve of Round 20 with Brian. Oh confirmed out for at least four to six weeks. We're hoping uh, closer to four than six, but not the news we wanted on Team List Tuesday.
2: No, good day, Ryan. Yeah, it's bad news for everybody, bad news for just fans of rugby league. It's, he's a he's a great player to watch and been a great player for the Panthers over the past 24 months or so. But yeah, um, obviously, people who listen to this podcast all the time know that you're his biggest fan and uh, probably gone for the rest of Supercoach year, so it's disappointing. Sean Johnson also looking likely probably to miss the rest of the season with that hamstring injury, they're saying. And I know uh, a lot of people into him recently with the, the halfback vacancy, and on I'm one of them, so it's uh, disappointing to see him gone.
1: Yeah, very disappointing uh, for us both personally. Uh, we own both of those in draft. Obviously, uh, you're the SJ owner, and I'm a Brian fan and uh, and, and have been a big Brian fan for uh, many years now, but um, 52% of super coaches will be feeling that blow of to- oh, not being there this week, and about 20% of uh, Sean Johnson uh, coaches will have to find someone else. And I've got this stat here, which has just come through, so, so I haven't included this on the run sheet, but... It's, it's too good to leave out. 26% of the top 1,000 teams will have nine or more players unavailable this week. Nine or more. That's almost a quarter of the top 1,000 teams. So there is going to be scope to make up some ground this week. But um, in a year where it's been... Well, I'll say the the middle to the you know recent times there's been I guess a bit of uh, similarity some consistency forming in everyone's teams but this is just going to blow the competition right open these two players going out because uh, suddenly pods become even more valuable heading into the the run home.
2: Yeah, and I suppose obviously that's a negative to begin with, but it's also kind of exciting in a way. You have to put in a bit more research to try and work out who to replace these guns with, but it is the jobs made a lot harder considering that a lot of people probably only have you know,
1: five trades left. I only have three trades left, so I really have to uh, be pretty smart with how I play it. Further to that, 19 of the top 100 with nine or more missing. Uh, One of those missing as well this week will be Nathan Cleary again, still not named by the Panthers uh, ahead of this uh, blockbuster or what should have been a blockbuster against the Melbourne Storm. Cleary still owned by 24% of teams at the end of round 19, which is incredible to think that there's that much money tied up in a player who's not been playing, I think, for at least three weeks now and maybe... Um, well, definitely not this week and maybe not next week as well if we're uh, led to believe what we read from the Panthers. But how many more weeks do you think that Cleary's going to miss, Tommy? And what will that number drop to next week? That's a quarter of the game still holding Nathan Cleary. Well, I just wonder if it is maybe a little inflated by people who,
2: who've given up. But um, I, I don't know. Nathan, uh, sorry, Ivan Cleary didn't seem too keen on his chances this week at all and he's not playing. So it makes me think he may not even play the next week. But yeah. Um, Yeah, I know. It's obviously going to steadily drop, I think, especially now with um, more injuries in the seventh slot. I think people like Hughes and DC are going to be very popular.
1: Yeah, we'll get into our trades uh, a little bit later on this podcast. So stay tuned. And I guess one more negative here before we uh, brighten things up a little bit. Ryan Pappenhausen, again not named in Jersey 1 for the Storm. Uh, Jersey 17 looks likely to again start off the bench as he did last week against the Cowboys. I thought when he came on he he looked a real shadow of himself, nowhere near the Ryan Pappenhausen which we've been uh, accustomed to in the past two and a half seasons. I guess a, a luxury for Melbourne to be able to keep Nico Hines there but um, dramas and nightmares if you're owning Ryan Pappenhausen in Classic, but also in draft leagues. Yeah, definitely draft. I think if you're still owning him in Classic, I'd, like you've pulled the wrong rein there
2: because there's so many other options in fullback. and He's been out for like about 12 weeks now, but uh, I think we were sort of half joking that Hines could hold the one over Paps when Paps came back. But look, I don't know. They're just playing so well with Hines there. I know they weren't that convincing the other day, but look at Heinz slot to lose. I'm assuming Pappenhausen gets back there eventually, but yeah, you wouldn't be playing Paps anytime soon. It's
1: it's you can't believe it or I can't believe it at least we uh, said at the start of the year and uh, when we did our Melbourne Storm preview, and a lot of people, a lot of uh, good judges, had Harry Grant beating out Brandon Smith to jersey number nine. Could you have imagined at round 20 that Nico Hines and Brandon Smith would be in jerseys one and nine with Pappenhausen and Grant nowhere to be seen? No, exactly right. Smith uh, and,
2: and Hines, like we really just thought, you know, they'd be bench players. Maybe Smith would be locked, but they've just been so good in their respective positions and. Yeah, look, you can't, honestly, can't blame Bellamy for just holding them there. All
1: right, let's move on here. Let's um, get into a little bit more positives because there were a couple of positives to come out of round 19 before we look ahead to this week's action. And Damian Cook, he headed that list uh, with a bounce back 148. David Fafita again started with 134. And James Tedesco with 146 super coach points. Uh, Just showing you, Tommy, origin behind us. The class is starting to rise. Yeah, sure, dear. Damien Cook, uh, I'm a long-suffering
2: Cook fan being... He was my first pick in the draft this year, and he's been very disappointing, as we've mentioned a few times, but finally coming up with a big score there. He showed that once he runs the ball, he still can be quite a force against these weaker oppositions. So hopefully there's a a good run in for South the rest of the year and he can get some more points. And what about Peter's performance? I started on the bench, which would have had some people nervous, but came on and just... That first try you scored, how dominating was it? It was incredible.
1: Yeah, and it just kind of maybe it was a bit of a wake-up call or a message to the coach to say, look, I'm still here. Um, don't need to come off the bench to be able to do that. And I think he's been named to start again this week. So maybe just a little one-week uh, freshen up. I know he didn't play Origin, but maybe mentally just hasn't been there for the Titans in recent times. One player we didn't mention there was the top scorer of the week, Daily Cherry Evans with 172, owned by just 7%. And you marry that up against Jerome Hughes, who... I guess was the preferred option playing away from Nathan Cleary when he was injured at 28%. It's, it's reward for those coaches who went against the grain and you know found Daly Cherry Evans amongst uh, a lot of halfbacks there that you could have opted for.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think Hughes, obviously, stats don't lie, he was the more popular option, but Cherry Evans huge on the weekend and this weekend coming up against Cronulla, Hughes up against Penrith. So on paper, you'd think Cherry Evans probably gets the points there. And then next week in around 21, they actually meet each other when Manly play the Storm. So an interesting watch for those two.
1: Yep. Uh, Hughes himself wasn't disgraced at the weekend. I think he churned out 94 or 97 thereabouts. A good score uh, for Jerome against the Cowboys in what was a, a really interesting game, that one. Um, no one could have predicted that. I think the line went off for about 36 and a half and uh, Storm lucky to get the two points in the end. 14 scores uh, of 100 plus, 20 scores of 90 plus for players last week. So a massive week for all involved. Uh, and good luck if you manage to find them. We found a couple of them, Tommy. How did you fare at the end of round 19 and where are you sitting heading into round
2: 20? Yeah, 14.42 last week, uh, top 8%. Not too bad. Uh, top 4% overall, slowly climbing, uh, probably aiming to be hopefully in the top 2 or 3% come year's end. What about you?
1: Yeah, just a shade behind you there. I think I pipped you by six or seven points the week prior uh, to last, and you've got me by the same margin here. Uh, 14.35, top 9%. So, again, just shows you these massive scores, uh, still not even in the top 1%. Years gone by, you would have been close to first uh, overall with a score like that. 24,046 points overall, top 1% season rank of 14.95. So getting a little bit closer uh, to that top 1,000, and that is, of course, well, the goal of many heading into the final five or six weeks of the competition. Let's get into our talking points. We put this up on our Instagram story uh, this morning as we record on Tuesday. And just a couple of questions here, and a lot of them are focused around the CTW options given injuries in recent times to Brento and uh, Alex Johnson and, I guess, the future of Nico Hines. What does that look like? Um, We'll get into those questions a little bit later, but let's start with the hookers because... Um, I guess I'm much alike the CTW slot. A bit of conjecture over who is the best option to run home with, and at Lob One asks us here, uh, who is the first choice hooker to carry us into the finals? Personally, I'm going with Reed Marnie. I've said this a couple of times. I think he's the safest option, uh, safe in inverted commas there, but um, maybe there's some, there's definitely some players with higher ceilings but maybe lower floors for mine. Um, which way are you playing this heading into the run home? Yeah, well, I've got Marnie as well. I've had him for a couple of weeks now. He's done a good job along with Brandon
2: Smith, who has been absolutely excellent. I didn't think I'd ever have him this year, but he's been awesome. Probably the only one query for Marnie is that he also have a very hard run home. I think they play all the top six teams other than themselves. In the remaining weeks. So that might be a little factor to consider with him. Uh, Harry Grant is named in the squad this week for Melbourne. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he gets back on the field. He averages 72 this year in just seven games. And you could also mention Damien Cook after last week's efforts. But, you know, there was a lot of uh, people burned by him early, earlier in the year.
1: Yeah, uh, Cook. It's funny you mentioned Cook there. I think, he, yeah, what he showed at the weekend was very close to his best. And arguably has the best run of these teams um, you mentioned Parramatta there, also the Melbourne Storm with uh, Brandon Smith and Grant. I think Souths have arguably the best run home. Some people have considered it more difficult than what I think it to be. I've, I've got them down for two hard games in the remaining six games. So, yeah, Cook, I think if you're, if you're willing or you're brave enough to play away from uh, safer options such as Marty or Smith or Grant, um, Damian Cook, I don't know if he'll let you down, and uh, credit to you if you are going to play that way. Just before we move on on Brandon Smith, Mentioned how phenomenal he's been. Uh, again, he looks to hold down this number nine jersey, even with Grant um, returning from that hamstring strain. And at the start of the year, we mentioned it already. That question was, what about Grant? What about when these two play together? How can they play together? Uh, what does that look like? Do their minutes get affected? Uh, I guess a little stat here on Brandon. He actually averages 66 points per game when Harry has played. Um, so it just shows you that they can coexist. And 66 from a hooker. Probably not too bad this year, given... I guess the relatively low scores that they've been producing yeah
2: exactly right you probably if you're a Smith owner you're probably hoping that Grant isn't featuring too much but it's inevitable he's going to be back in the team sooner rather than later he's too good of a player but it is comforting to know that Smith can still score well with Grant's presence
1: yeah let's move on here Alex Brigo he asks us Johnson or Hines for Ponga who would you trade out so obviously playing with uh, some dual position plays here Um, well obviously two of those three that he's mentioned there are injured And Nico Hines, you think his time will come soon enough with Ryan Pappenhouse, we hope at least, um, well, I hope at least, getting back to that number one. Who would you trade out of those three to get to Kalen Ponga? Or do we even want to get to Kalen Ponga? I've been not impressed by what I've seen in Ponga in his last two outings. Yeah,
2: I'm in a similar boat there. I'm not too sure about the importance of getting Ponga, especially this time of the year, if you don't have that many trades left. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. He's he's carrying an injury, they reckon, a sternum injury. He nearly missed that game the other day after getting injured in the warm-up, so... Wait and see there with Ponga. But in terms of who would you sell to get to him, probably have to go with Brian Tuttle, I think. Not due back till possibly even the finals, so could miss the rest of the Supercoach year. That's too good a risk to run, I think. Uh, Johnston will be back in a couple of weeks, and he's pretty much confirmed to score a try every week. And then uh, Hines. Look, he's named in the one this week. Where he is after that, I don't know, but he's worth keeping for now. Yeah,
1: I'm going to agree with you on that one. I think uh, Hines against a a battered, depleted Panthers outfit this week. He's got a break-even of 97, but... You know That's only probably two try involvements, and if he kicks four, five, six goals, he's probably getting close to that, so maybe not losing too much money, if losing money at all this week. Uh, Brian, uh, yeah, I mean, you've hit the nail on the head there. He's, he's out for at least four to six. Best case, maybe back for round 25, where they play Parramatta, where I think in their last, don't quote me on this, but I think their last six or seven outings, the over-unders has been under 32 and a half. Yeah. Um, so relatively low scoring games there. He's obviously got a be- better base than Alex Johnston, but as you say, Alex Johnston, prolific try scorer uh, proven formula for South Sydney down that left side. Another question here from Genesis O'Cole. I hope I've got that one right. He says, or he she says, I have JAC, uh, so Josh Adakar, Saab, Hines, and an injured Johnston and or to- oh, Who to trade for? So obviously mentioned um, who they've got here, who should they look to get in. I guess if uh, you're playing away from the favoured types like Ruben Garrick, maybe someone from left field, Tommy, that you can suggest? Yeah, well, Garrick would have been my uh, primary option, but I'm in the same
2: boat as uh, Genesis here, if that's their name. Uh, I needed to get rid of Also, t- oh, I've gone to David Nofaluma. Still averaging nearly 60 for the year, and he seems to be improving. The Tigers seem to be improving overall, I think. Uh, not a bad run home, so I've gone with him anyone
1: else you think on the radar you could replace him with? Well, I wouldn't have said this with any seriousness or any sense of conviction maybe two or three weeks ago, but I think Jordan Rapana has probably shown that he he's close enough to a buy for mine, playing at fullback for the Raiders. They've hit a bit of form themselves, so Rapana, maybe not a bad get. He's scored a couple of tries in recent weeks and knows how to break a tackle. So um, yeah, if you can't afford to get to Garrick, maybe Rapana. I think Nofaluma is obviously the cheaper option and. I guess the preferred way, though I think maybe the safer way. Hasn't been at his best or at his 2020 self this year as opposed uh, to what we saw last year, but we know what he can do on his day. And I guess one from left field here is Dallin Watini-Zelezniak playing on that right wing of the Warriors. Uh, Obviously, Tuovarza Shek has gone home, so it looks to have sewn up that spot. And it's been fair enough, I think, in his couple of games since uh, moving to the Warriors from the Bulldogs. So maybe, yeah, check him out, uh, Dallin Watini-Zelezniak. But yeah, definitely one of those other three I would prefer. Last question here before we move on and this is from Chris Laidley uh, says big fan of the show even bigger fan of the singles bubble which has just opened up uh, confirmed by the New South Wales government tonight. Speaking of bubbles will JFH re-enter the Panthers bubble if not who is the next best pickup? Um, any thoughts on this one Tommy?
2: Yeah look I'm not the wiser really if he's going to come back. I think there is talk that he will come back uh, in a couple of weeks but just looking at the Panthers run home it is quite hard. I know he's somewhat fixture proof but I feel like if you do have the trades to burn I would maybe go to someone Ryan Madison would be my probably primary option if you can afford him he's really back in form I know I bagged him a few weeks ago but he's really performing well uh and possibly someone like Luciano LaLua as well I spoke about Nofaluma and the Tigers run home looks pretty nice probably the same applies there for Luciano
1: yeah and obviously uh assuming that if you're owning JFH, you're probably owning uh, David Fafida and Isaiah Papali'i. Uh, so yeah, let's let's look a little bit wider here. You have mentioned Madison there. I think Josh Curran, obviously with uh, Tohu now injured probably you know is worth maybe picking up again. Um, that said, alongside uh, Fenua Blake, expected to miss some weeks and Lisa armow has gone home as well. So, uh, Lacking a bit of depth in the middle there, the Warriors. I love Luciano, especially the last five weeks. Uh, has probably more attacking upside than a few of these others. Uh, Tyson Frizzell, look, a break even a 90 this week, but if you're trading him in you're probably going to stick, so maybe you want to uh, side with Frizzell, although he's played 80 minutes, he's past two starts and only managed about 50 uh, The nights. They're just struggling. Angus Crichton, I guess, is... Um, look, he's, he's the more preferred, the, the safer option here, but owned by 25% of players and then obviously... Uh, in the different price category, Payne Haas and Corey Harawira both have churned out uh, three round averages of 95 and 85 respectively. So a bit of options there. Um, good luck to Chris with finding the best one. Let's get into our round 20 preview now. It gets underway on Thursday night. Uh, the Roosters and the Eels. This one to be played in Mackay. The Eels, the favourites $1.57 head-to-head on topsport.com.au. The line, four and a half. The Eels, they'll give that away. The Roosters battered and bruised after that win against the Knights last week. Yeah, great game this one on paper. I reckon. Uh, the Roosters, pretty
2: ordinary early, but they found some form against the Knights in the second half. And are uh, the Eels, pretty physical game against Canberra the other night. Really good game. Still missing Mitchell Moses, who is a huge out. I think they lock, They lack a lot of direction without him. So, uh which way do you see this one going, mate?
1: Yeah, I think I'll side with the Eels here. I think they, were, yeah, they were disappointing last week, but just these injuries, they're gonna have to catch up with the Roosters sooner rather than later. I guess thankfully for Super Coaches and for the Roosters, um. That back row is still as strong as it possibly could be with Crichton, Tupanua and Radley Uh, Tedesco out the back as well. Uh, Adam Kieran into the centres. I actually like this move. He was really good in his New South Wales Cup days playing through the centres. And Josh Morris comes back into this team as well. So uh, maybe a little bit more short up than what it was last week with Billy Smith and Ikevalu out. Um, Probably deserve a little bit more credit here than what they're getting at the head-to-head market. Uh, I think they're around $2.40. pretty good value for the Roosters here. It's probably closer to a pick 'em type game for mine I agree with there. to be honest I think Canberra showed the other day if you
2: really take it to the Eels forwards you can really get on top of them without Moses I think the Roosters could have enough points to possibly beat them first
1: game on Friday night the West Tigers uh, we've spoken of about them a little bit, finding a little bit of form in recent times. They take on the Warriors, have gone the other way, um, completely out of sorts. The Warriors, they copped that big loss to the Rabbitohs last weekend. Getting a six-point start here uh, against the Tigers, who are a dollar fifty-three favourites. Over/under fifty-three and a half. So expecting some points here. Uh, I think the Tigers too good here. Just more to play for for the Tigers. Um, they still have a chance of finishing in this
0: top eight.
2: Yeah, I get a bit scared tipping the Tigers at a dollar fifty against anybody, but I think the Warriors, just with so many things happening with them at the moment. RTS has gone home. Leeson Armour has gone home. They have Matt Lodge suspended. They have other injuries. Um, I just think it's too much going on. Peter Hickey playing six with Sean O'Sullivan in the halves is not First grade standard, really. So, uh, put me down for West.
1: Mentioned that big loss to the uh, Rabbitohs last week. I thought their middle was really poor, the Warriors, and obviously when you're, you know, missing people like Tohu Harris. Uh, and uh, I mean, it was a hot day up there at the sunny coast. Um, but I think there's a bit of value here if you are having a punt on this game with uh, with Top Sport, of course. George Burgess crossed for a double. Now I'm not saying they're going to get a double, but each of the Tigers middles here, anytime try scorer, uh, you look at the likes of Ofa Alex Twal, Yutukamanu, no stranger to finding the try-line, all about seven dollars. So um, getting some a good price there. Maybe not Alex Twol. He's played 83 games of NRL and yet to score a try, but maybe this is the week against the Warriors, because they were pretty poor through the middle last week.
2: Yeah, you won't get many better opportunities. It doesn't help this starting on the bench, but you never know. Uh, Just one one quick one here, sorry, Cody Nicarima. I know a few weeks ago we spoke of him as a potential option to start in seven in Supercoach Classic, but he can't even now make the Warriors starting team with all these injuries. Uh,
1: What's going on there? Yeah, look, it's an interesting one. Obviously, Chad Townsend, they uh, bought him in. He's injured this week, Chad, so Sullivan gets a start. Hickey at six... Uh, yeah, you've said you don't like it and he's he's gonna captain the team so. Maybe just there for a bit of leadership. Rounding us out Friday night, the Broncos and the Cowboys. The 4X Derby and the Broncos starting favourites here against the Cowboys side, which I thought, uh, as we've already mentioned, were pretty handy last week in defeat to the Melbourne Storm. Definitely impressed us, uh, impressed the bookies as well. This one closer to a pick-em game. The Broncos are favourites, though. seventy eight head head-to-head. The line just two points. And this game synonymous with close finishes in the past. Are we expecting much of the same, you think, here, Tommy? Yeah, I think so. It looks like,
2: actually, yeah a decent game on paper. I think both teams will be really up for it. Brisbane are up for it every week, really, with the pressure on them. And the Cowboys after last week will definitely be buoyed by that performance. Uh, Jake Granville named in the one. I think that surprised everybody last week, but he wasn't too bad. And uh, Jason Tamlolo, disappointing score last week of just 41 after some good efforts uh, the weeks prior.
1: And for the Broncos, Albert Kelly not named in the halves. He's He's named in the squad, so might be a late in for Brodie Croft, who was pretty average, uh, to be fair, against the Panthers. But, uh, yeah, not too much else to speak of here from a super Coach perspective. Corey Oates, again, holds down that wing spot, uh, meaning that Xavier Coates misses out once again. Um, rumours around tonight as well, well, not rumours, I guess confirmation that the NRL will strike up a loan system, uh, an official loan system, that is. We've seen this in the past with Harry Grant and Momorowski and more recently. Jermaine Tanoa-Brown to the Dragons. But this looks to be uh, declared official as soon as, um, well, before the start of uh, this round. So maybe Xavier Coates, that loan deal to the Melbourne Storm uh, ahead of his eventual move to the Storm next year, maybe that could come to be. Yeah, possibly. I think Cameron Smith last week on radio mentioned that it was a chance,
2: but then... I read Kevin Wald was shutting it down over the weekend that it wasn't a chance. So we'll have to wait and see there.
1: But I don't mind the idea of learning at all. Especially in this bubble scenario where it's hard to fly up players from uh, you know, interstate New South Wales uh, with quarantine restrictions and such. So yeah, if you've got a bigger squad there, players not playing makes sense to me. Next game here, first game on Saturday afternoon. This one in played in Rockhampton, uh, South Sydney. Firm favourites dollar eight head head-to-head against the Dragons who uh, have been battling. And look, I declared the morals to beat the Titans last week and showed you what I know. Um, very disappointing in that game they were. Ben Hunt, the shining light. He's been a real standout for the Dragons and just doesn't have the talent or the troops to go with him more. They're there on paper at least, or they should be there on paper at least, but they're, they're not. They're missing uh, this week with all those suspensions and such. But... They just continually disappoint
2: the Dragons. Yeah, we, we mentioned the Warriors team being interesting on Friday, but uh, the Dragons team is it's another one with a few head scratches. Uh, Tyrell Sloan gets in. He's been playing well, but Matt Dufty dropped. He's not injured or anything. He's just been dropped. Perhaps just looking forward to next year, and Dufty won't be in the plans anyway. And Corey Norman playing in the centres <laughs> seems surprising, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Souths look pretty strong. Cameron Murray's out, though. Uh, we didn't really mention him earlier in the podcast, but he's going really well. He's scoring every week, scoring tries every week. He scored over 100 last week, and perhaps once he's back from his one-week suspension, he's a, he's a sneaky option in the tariff slot.
1: Yeah, probably one that we didn't. Uh, Mentioned particularly around JFH replacements, but yeah, been on fire since coming out of that blue squad, Cameron Murray. uh, Campbell Graham, again, expected to line up here back after that uh, week off, after his uh, head knock concerns, and Josh Mansour again on the wing, Jackson, Paulo. The other side, Liam Knight in Jersey 15, he may make way late uh, with concussion dramas and Tane Milne you'd expect to come into the squad, if not Braden Burns. So keep a, a watch on these Souths interchange players uh, come game day. You think this one would be one-way traffic. The line is uh, 26 as we go to air. And uh, Latrell Mitchell, he inspired uh, a lot of that big win last week. We mentioned Calen Ponga already at the back or who to partner with Tommy Turbo. Luttrell is really uh, emerging here as that backup option at fullback. Yeah, I
2: think it has to be Luttrell. I've got Luttrell and turbo. I'm very happy with that. He shows the other day, as soon as he wants to, to turn it on, he can. I think that last try he scored, he just got the ball 10 metres out and just ran over blokes. So I can see him
1: doing that again against the Dragons this week. They're a real daytime team too, aren't they, Souths? They love that dry... Whether footy and players like Reynolds and Walker, uh, if we're expecting them both to play here, and Luttrell uh, doing what he can do, uh, could be a very big score here back-to-back weeks for the Rabbitohs. Next game on Saturday night, the Newcastle Knights up against the Raiders. Uh, This one nearly a must-win, you'd think, for the Knights uh, if they are to keep tack with that lower part of the top eight. The Raiders, they've been finding form. Uh, I think they were in the 8 at one stage last week. They might even be, uh, well, they're just outside the 8 now on 4 and against uh, in ninth, they are. So the Raiders finding a bit of momentum at the right time of the year. Yeah,
2: definitely. They're playing well. It's been a pleasant surprise. We looked gone a few weeks ago, but uh, a couple of wins, or a few wins actually, stringing together. We're looking good. Uh, this is an important game again uh, for the Knights. Bradman Best is back after another injury. He's perhaps another potential option to fill the bryant Top void here He averages 50 this year So he's maybe one to go with I think the Knights have a great run home They played Brisbane twice in the last five
1: rounds So perhaps he's one to look at For the Raiders, Jack Whiten expected to line up again uh, due back here in jersey number six. Bailey Simonson back in the squad from injury. Uh, he is in jersey number 20, so may not get a run, but definitely at least back uh, from, I think it was a hip concern or a groin, I think, Tommy, you might know more than I do. And Elliot Wyhead back That's add a little bit of experience in the back row uh, alongside Harware and Naira. So you'd expect uh, the Raiders, hopefully, uh, they can continue that winning run here. The blockbuster game, at least on paper, the Storm, the Panthers, although the odds suggest that this one could be one-way traffic. Uh, the Storm, $1. 16 head head-to-head, the line, you wouldn't have predicted this two weeks ago, minus 8, and dollars half the Storm, they give that away. Uh, looks to be one-way traffic uh, if, you, if you're going purely off these numbers. But the Panthers, I don't think they're going to lie down here against the Storm, they're going to have a point to prove. Yeah, it's
2: funny, the boogies really don't miss anything, do they? Fox Sports sort of talked this game up as the best game of the year, and I'm sure it'll be a good game, but... When you look at the two teams on paper and the amount of injuries and whatnot Penrith have, I think the line does make sense. Storm is just absolutely steamrolling teams. They didn't really steamroll the Cowboys the other day, but before that they had been. And yeah, without Cleary, Penrith have really, really struggled. Uh, and no James Fisher-Harris is another big out as well. So uh, Matt Eisenhuth, sneaky. Get their maybe starting lock this week at number 13 with Isaiah Yeo out. Yeah
1: and just one player from that grand final for the Panthers named in the jersey which they ran out with uh, speaking of the spine that is Dylan Edwards and he captains the side here of course Jerome Lui playing but in jersey 7 Matt Burton into the halves with Tyron May uh, expected to miss uh, at least a month of footy as well alongside also the- oh, Disruption there. Brent Naden into the centres. He's done a job in recent weeks, and Robert Jennings earns a recall on the wing. So, uh, very much a watered down Panthers backline here. Interesting that Liam Martin starts in jersey ten to fill that void of Fisher Harris. You've mentioned Isaiah Yo not there either. So, yeah, look, it's 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 a very different team for the Panthers that we see here than what we're hoping to see or what we're expecting to see come. Well, these sides are going to meet again at one point whether it's the grand final or the week before but very different uh, Panthers side we're seeing here. Yeah, I wouldn't go too much of what happens this weekend. I'm sure
2: once players are back for Penrith in the finals it'll be much closer but yeah, you'd have to be pretty keen on Melbourne here.
1: First game on Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock kickoff. the Bulldogs. uh, They've been better in recent times although they did concede 44 to the Sharks um, for the most part without Sean Johnson last week and the Titans who found a bit of form themselves last week in that big win against the Dragons. Titans expected to get the points here. We mentioned Fafita last week started off the bench. Uh, He will run out as it is named here in jersey number 12. Uh, And a bit of spark off the bench with Tyron Peachy there. uh, Expected to see a couple of minutes, maybe around dummy half, with Mitch Rain again named in jersey number nine, and no sighting of Aaron Clark. Yeah, it's
2: a good, uh, looks a good game on paper for David Fafita, for sure. I think Sunday, we've still got Manly to preview in a sec, but it might be a nice uh, Manly-Fafita and Turbo, vice-captain-captain combination, if you could work that, possibly in your team. Uh, I think I have to talk about Ash Taylor for a second. Possibly the lowest score I've ever seen for a player who played 80 minutes. He only got three last week, and the
1: team won by 22. So that's uh, very disappointing. Brian Kelly named here jersey number three, although uh, was expected to miss at least a month of footy. So miraculous recovery, or maybe that injury not as bad as first thought for Brian. Kyle Flanagan back in jersey number seven for the Bulldogs. So uh, Lachlan Lewis set to miss out here in jersey number 19 is Lockie Lewis. So... Uh, Gets another week to work on his judo skills. But before we move on from the Bulldogs, Tommy, we've got to talk about Luke Thompson. What about that effort last week? Uh, Didn't mention him before in terms of Uh, JFH replacements But certainly proved That he's every bit uh, Worthy of the NRL In his second year up here He's just churning out Phenomenal numbers And just as much An attacking spark For this Bulldog side As anything else Yeah he's
2: been very solid All year I think we both Have owned him for portions Of the year I've owned him pretty much The whole way through But last week Against Cronulla It was his best game By a country mile Got 116 was just damaging But unfortunately He's possibly looking At a suspension I think he's at the Judiciary tonight So Hopefully he plays. I've got a bit of a FRF cross if he doesn't, but yeah, hopefully he gets through that.
1: Yeah, uh, looking to beat that charge. I think it's uh, looking to get a downgrade from what was a grade two. I think he would miss three weeks uh, if he is to be unsuccessful, two weeks if he's to get off. So um, yeah, super coaches will hold their breath that he's uh, gets a win at the judiciary tonight. But uh, yeah, he's a real spark for that Bulldog side. And I think with him in that team, and they've obviously signed plenty of backs for next year, they're going to be much improved, you'd think. Uh, come 2022 before that though rounding us out here in round 20 is the sharks and the seagulls Uh, manly firm favorites here dollar 18 head-to-head 17 and a half starts the sharks get no sean johnson for the sharks tommy turbo dce back here manly they look uh, to be getting uh, close to fully fit Uh, and a name here on the interchange bench which we haven't seen in some time Curtis Sirnan, uh Set to return In jersey number 16 For the Seagulls Yeah he's been MIA pretty much All year
2: Curtis And Now with the uh, The form of Ola Kalatu And Josh Schuster he, he can't get into the team And Manly just look Really hot on paper Don't think they were That good against West The other day But they still scored 44 points So they're just An attacking machine and uh, obviously, the Sharks, the big news is Sean Johnson out, and uh, Connor Tracy and Braden Trindle get the partner in the half.
1: Yeah, and Tommy Turbo would have had a, a few super coaches sweating last week, wouldn't he? I think he was on about 30 at half time, uh, so maybe 60 as captain. I know plenty would have captained him. Uh, can you believe that uh, the Manly side scored 44 points last week. Tommy just one try and no tries to Garrick or Saab. So it just shows you that they can play away from those strengths, which we've become so familiar with in recent times. And Garrick and Saab, so, I guess, accustomed to scoring doubles, they wouldn't even cross for one against the Tigers. Manly still found a way to win by 20. All of those points considered, Tommy, let's get into our trades for this week. Uh, are you making any trades? I've only got three in the bank, so might keep my powder dry, but I think you're going to make a move. Yeah,
2: unfortunately I have to. I didn't want to, because I only have three trades for the remainder of the year, but uh, Brian Tyler's injury has forced my hand, I don't have any uh, reserve CTWs who are actually playing this week, so I'm going to David Nofaluma, as I mentioned before, good run home for the Tigers, and he, he looks to be playing pretty well of late, um, I'm hoping that's the only one I have to make, but I do have issues in the FRF slot with Lodge, who was suspended and Luke Thompson, who also may be suspended. So I could be struggling in the field, 17 players, if he doesn't get picked. I'm kind of... I don't want to make another trade and be left with just one for the last five weeks. But, uh, yeah, sweating on Thompson tonight. As
1: plenty of super coaches would be. Popular pick he is, and... Uh I know that plenty of uh, coaches, much alike yourself and I, uh, went through these trades pretty quick thinking, well, we're not going to trade out these sort of players, and you can't predict injuries to players like Do or Cleary or uh, Alex Johnson, players that you would have otherwise happily kept all year. Fisher Harris, another one that uh, looks to be missing a few weeks footy for different reasons. Uh, As I alluded to there, no, I'm not going to make any trades this week as it stands. I found a way to maybe preempt the future a little bit, Uh, brought in two CTWs in the past two weeks, Uh, with Jesse Ramian and David Nofaluma, those two players which have come into this team. uh, They cover Alex Johnston and To'o. Happy to keep To'o just in case uh, he does find his way back for the last round of the season, but really want to save these trades. Only three left, as I said, and uh, probably going to need two to get from Hines and Jacob Arthur back to Nathan Cleary at some stage. So uh, Jacob Arthur again named in place of Mitchell Moses, who misses out this week. A relatively low break even for a half, just 32. So if he can contribute anything in that game against the Roosters, expect him to be making a bit of coin. Uh, Nico Hines, we've already mentioned his BE, but uh, plenty of scope for Nico to add some uh, more money to his coffers this weekend. Tommy, let's get into our best bets here. We do this for topsport.com.au. You can check out all of their Round 20 offerings at topsport.com.au as well as the Olympics. Tommy, have you had a little flutter on the Olympics this week? It's been uh, on non-stop in my house. Uh, A little bit, not too much. I've just been watching it sort of
2: cheering on the Aussies in the swing predominantly. uh, I do think Kyle Chalmers in the 100-meter freestyle later in the week. Looks a good bet. He was amazing in that relay the other day. Uh, have you had any luck? Uh,
1: not as of yet, um, but um, forever hopeful. There's all of next week and all the athletics events, of course, uh, will get underway. You can find all of those markets at Top Sport. Gamble responsibly if you are having a play. Uh, this weekend, though, in the NRL, keeping it tried and uh, tested here with uh, my best this week, Josh Mantor, to get a double. Uh, in that big win, hopefully, over the Dragons. And Josh Adokar to get a double against the Panthers, uh, probably getting around $5.50 uh, if you're going to put those two together.
2: Yeah, mate, well, last week was a bit disappointing for me. I was keen on Manly 13+, plus, which saluted, but into uh, Garrick anytime time, and unbelievably, he didn't score. So when they score 44 points and he doesn't go over, it's pretty surprising. But anyway, uh, tough round this week, I think, for a bet. Probably the two best... Odds I have found. I think the Roosters head to head $2.40 is a good price. I think they'll, they could have too many points for the Eels as we mentioned earlier. And I think the Tigers, I know they're hard to trust but I think uh, minus six against the Warriors, with the team the Warriors have named I think the Tigers could have put on a little bit of a score there Do we could have a bit of a masterclass.
1: Yep Who would have thought that you and I would have been including the West Tigers in our best bets at the start of the year. That's all we have time for this week uh, ahead of round 20. You can get us at our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Supercoach365. Keep seeing in your questions. There's been plenty of them and I'm expecting a few more uh, as we head into the final five rounds. A big thank you to you Tommy. Good luck with your team this Weekend and uh, good luck to all the listeners as well. Uh, hope you go well and uh, let's see some green arrows.
0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.